Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we're joined by Heather Jackson, ahead of the 2023 Western States 100. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Hoka, Rabbit, Morton, and Features. Head to the show notes page of this episode for new product releases and discount codes from each of our four sponsors. With that, let's get started. All right, Heather Jackson, welcome back to the Single Track Podcast live this time in Olympic Valley. I know, live. I love it. It's so good to see you and be with you guys in person. Yeah, welcome to the, the Single Track HQ for the week. It's amazing. I love it. So cool to be here. Thanks for having me. From what I understand, this is your first uh, first time in Olympic Valley, not just Western States, but Olympic Valley. What are your first impressions? Oh my God. I honestly like, I feel like a kid in a candy shop. I'm just like... My phone is out. I'm just that first timer that's taking photos of everything and just taking it all in and just so excited to be here. Should we run up that? Yeah. Should we run up that? Should we run up that? Exactly. All the trail, there's just, the whole drive here was just trails and like, oh my God, is that part of it? Is that, do we run there? Should we run there today? Like just, yeah, it's been awesome. Where did you drive here from? Uh, we just drove here from Tucson. Uh, okay. So we got in to Truckee last night. Uh, yeah, last dinner time last night until we saw the weather change pretty drastically for this race i was telling people that nobody would be more heat trained for this race than you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you are here seeing me in person i literally shed a layer or two because i'm like this might be embarrassing i had like another puffy coat on i am so frozen this morning i woke up and it was 33 in Truckee, and i was like shit yeah this is the time we start on saturday and so i've actually been like not scrambling, but kind of thinking what I should do for the start. Cause like all the photos I see of the start of this race, people are in shorts and t-shirts like yep. Camille Heron's in like a bra top. And I'm like, do they really start in 30 degrees like well, that? <laughs> last year at the start, I think it was in the fifties. Um, okay. same with the previous years. Like this is just, this is just a cool year. Um, okay. I was kind of catching it on one of the rare, uh, cooler temp years. Um, not to say that it will feel cool the whole time. So I think, you know, all the heat training that you've been doing is, still going to be beneficial <laughs> okay yeah i'm like okay everyone was all i heard or a lot of what i heard about western states is it gets so hot and i'm just like okay full kona mode we're going to be heat prepped we're going to stay in tucson all of may because usually we kind of migrate north to bend yeah. earlier than we have and i've been in tucson the last five weeks and it's been a hundred plus so <laughs> so even though you know you're still relatively new to the trail running world. You're not new to racing in hot weather. Um, have you taken a lot of the heat training strategies from preparing for races like Kona into this race? For sure. I mean, I, yeah, I've Kona had been my focus for seven, eight years and par literally you have to train the swim bike run, but you have to train the heat. That's as important, if not more important than the three sports you have to do, because if you can't operate in the heat, um, it makes no, it's pointless all the training you do to run certain mile splits or, or swim a certain thing when you're just like, yeah, blowing up in the heat. So I, it took me a few years in Kona to figure that out, like doing, you know, sauna protocols or these kind of other things you could do in say not as a hot place and it didn't go that well for me and that's just a personal what I need to do and that literally led us to in 2000 I think it was 15 buying a condo in Tucson specifically for Kona prep and knowing okay I need to be in the actual heat for six weeks and I would get to Kona the second early October and step off the plane it would feel cool and so 
literally, like I just mentioned, I, I heard heat prep. I'm like, okay, I know what I have to do. And so we did the same thing just the last month or so in Tucson. So hopefully those canyons, I mean, yeah, hopefully um, I get down into them and it's not too, too crazy. <laughs> You've been on our radar for quite some time. We've been avid followers of your YouTube content for many years, but we first got to see you race last fall at the Javelin 100, and you really brought awesome fireworks to that race. And I remember seeing you on lap two or lap three and just thinking, wow, she looks so smooth. Like, she's a natural convert to trail. You did have a little bit of a struggle in the second half of the race, but still a very impressive debut. Talk about what you learned from that race and what you're hoping to translate into Western on Saturday. Yeah, thanks. I remember when we did uh, the podcast the first time yes. and I like looked up, I think it was on socials or something. And I was like, oh my, I saw the two of you because you had been there. And I was like, oh my God, I think we ran at some point together or closely. Yeah, I think most of the first lap, I just didn't, didn't know it. But then looking back at the splits, I was like, oh, we ran together for 25 miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I was like, I had to put a name to a face and I think you had like a super cool shirt on or something, right? Or colorful or... Yes. <laughs> Shouts to to Dylan Brand uh, running. Okay. One of my college teammates designed it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I saw the photos. I'm like, oh my God, I remember like being near you. So anyways, yeah, Havelina, that was um, that was an interesting one. I was uh, obviously coming off, not obviously, but I was coming off Kona Fitness and yeah. just purely using that. Just get out there and see how this trail running thing goes. And I uh, I felt pretty solid through probably... 70 I think it was 70 ish miles and then before the uh <laughs> the rails came off but um to your question I think I walked away from that being like okay I really need to work on the downhill running um I think just general fitness and general endurance I I have that from years of Ironman racing I'm used to racing eight nine ten hours and so that doesn't isn't really daunting to me it's more um kind of the style of running and that's not going down to the bike path in Tucson and ticking off you know mile reps it's like get into the hills and try to really pound the quads down so that's been the biggest thing I've been working on the last six months just trying to yeah shred the quads and recover and hopefully all the ups and downs Saturday we'll see a little bit better than Havelina went last October <laughs> In every race that we've seen you perform in to date, you've always been right there at the front of the field. I feel like, and this could be just a function of you running your own race, but you've always been there mixing it up at the front. When you think about your strategy for races like Black Canyon and Javelina and, and Western on Saturday, it, do you plan these out to run your own race? Or are you someone that likes to respond to the elements, the competition, and just how people are out there performing on that given day? I <laughs> Yes, I think um, I'm, I'm a racer for sure. I definitely, I love to race and I'm not going to change that approach. I race by feel and I race by my competition, my competition in terms of like, if someone's going, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Thanks. I also feel like I need to give a little like uh, context to the fact that listeners, your listeners are probably mostly trail runners or definitely, runners. Definitely. And so tri yeah. in triathlon, I was always out of the water last or one of the last people so mm -hmm. i'm coming from a history of literally what is it going to be when i get out of the water and see my husband wadi is it going to be six minutes is it going to be eight is it going to be 12 or 15 and i would go into triathlons knowing like this disappointment in my gut of like 
what's it going to be today? And how hard am I going to have to chase on the bike and then in the marathon to try to get up near the front? And so now I'm coming into this sport where I'm not just like literally from the start knowing I have to claw back 10 minutes. So I think it's this excitement of like, oh my God, this must be what like Lucy Charles feels like. <laughs> like, just like. I'm not at a deficit so early. So I think I probably get caught up in like, okay, like I'm near the front. I got to stay up here, like do what I can to do that. And just, I mean, and obviously, yeah, still just being new to the sport and not yeah. really understanding the, like how you even pace these. I mean, I don't know. I still don't know. And I, I'm, yeah baffled at how you ever kind of gain that knowledge over the time obviously these top women like Courtney's here like all these top top women they have their their strategy dialed and I do feel a little bit novice being like I don't have the pacing strategy I just race by feel but and hope that one of these times maybe it'll be that like Mm -hmm. Hail Mary (laughs) and stay (laughs) and you know I definitely don't think that there's any one strategy that's better than the other I think that you know tweets their own but one and you mentioned it there one element of this race that's so exciting to me is there's you there's keely there's courtney there's katie the list goes on people that are here and they enjoy they enjoy the racing component like you know it's not just necessarily the race falling back to them or you know um that kind of stuff but like being up there in the mix early on i love that i appreciate you putting my name in with those women because they're i mean the top of the sport and i yeah just to even be on the start line i was i was telling my husband i'm like i've met well i haven't met katie in person i've messaged with her a bunch just i think she's done a little bit of try early on so she Mm -hmm. um had reached out after javelina but um courtney i've never met i've never met her in person i'm like i'm gonna find her and line up next to her at the start line and be like i am next to courtney (laughs) DeWalter. That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, yeah, that's one of the great parts of, you know, racing is like you do all start on the same start line and everyone has the same opportunity, you know, for greatness out there. (laughs) Diving a little bit into um, like the race and the course. um, Are there any, like what elements of the Western States course, like, do you find most intriguing? Because it's, it's a very diverse course in terms of all the different sections of it. Yeah, that uh, totally. That's why I'm like, I'm so excited because it's not, I feel like you can't just like map out, okay, here are the splits I want to hit or the, um, yeah, what, how things will go because it's so unknown. I mean, we're running up snow. I mean, I have yet to go over and see it, but I've seen some pictures and video, like mm-hmm. you're running up snow and it's from things I've listened to 30 miles potentially of different snow. So it's, that's so different than just like, okay, here's, we're going to go run this, you know, very straightforward race. So I think the snow is super intriguing. Um, I didn't know this at the time, but I, I come from New Hampshire originally. I'm from New Hampshire and nice. <laughs> yes. Northeast fans here. Okay. Perfect. Sox, Bruins, Celtics. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, so I love the winter and I love the holidays. And so I spent all of December and, and most of January in Bend literally running in the snow. And at the time it was just cause I wanted to be with my family in the holidays. Wadi always heads to Tucson or like earlier. He's from San Diego. He's total SoCal guy out of the snow. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, I ran in the snow all December. Like maybe that muscle memory will come back. Like, but it's more that, yeah. The, the intrigue and the excitement about getting through that. And then all I've heard about is the canyon section, just the up and down the heat, all the, how that will be the wearing part. And then the final bit is, you know, quote unquote runnable. So kind of having those three different things to break it up and, you know, have different focuses on of like, okay, yep. like how are all these different things going to go? 
you raced Canyons 50K back in April, correct? Correct. Okay, so you've done miles in the back half. Uh, any other familiarity with the course? <laughs> no other. And we literally, I mean, uh, yeah, in May we were like, I should either do a heat heat block or like an altitude block or a race specific block. We literally weighed that out. Yeah. And it was like, we were going to come to Auburn or this area early and just be on the course and training. And I've done that before in triathlon and it has actually backfired for me just being here, being at the spot for so long that by the time the race comes, it's almost like you lose that excitement for it. You kind of just want the race to be here because you've been here for so long. You've run the same trails. Interesting. Um, and that's not to say I wouldn't do that in the future maybe or come and practice more. Um, but I have done that for Kona and it was like by the time the race came around, it was almost like a mental fatigue. You just, you weren't as excited for it. Um, and then we weighed the altitude and the, the heat and we were like, okay, like we run out of altitude. So I was like, maybe the heat will weigh more in terms of like what we should prioritize and just out of ease. And we have a condo in Tucson, like staying there made sense. But, um, to your question besides canyons, which I, we only covered, I think the final, like four or five miles coming yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any idea what's ahead. <laughs> One other question that comes to mind. You obviously have a long history with Kona, a long storied history with Kona. Are you someone that likes to create multi-year projects out of races like could you see your, like even if you knock it out of the park at western states this year could you see yourself coming back year after year to kind of fine-tune and and just get the best out of yourself i mean totally to your question i think i fall in love with races and the communities and the people and all that races and all that encompass certain races and um i found that in triathlon i fell in love with kona and just getting there every year and putting so much towards it and i could definitely see that even coming here for canyons i mean the main point of me racing canyons was just to get out and kind of check things and even from that which was a short weekend i fell in love with auburn i fell in love with um i did a project with hoka uh, that whole week and we met a bunch of kind of the historical people around the event and it was it was really cool and i already felt that draw of like this is quite awesome. the event this is the 50th year too yes. so my yeah. first time doing this knock on wood there will hopefully be a future as well the 50 i get to do the it for the 50th year which is so cool <laughs> absolutely um you had mentioned doing a project with hoka hoka's you know been one of our sponsors for for this week and we're super thankful for them when we were doing the broadcast for the black canyon 100k one of the things that like almost went viral was like every time we would see Heather Jackson, we were like, "Is she wearing a different pair of shoes than last time?" <laughs> so, how big's the shoe closet? I would I would love to know what the what the shoe plan is looking like for race day. Resident shoe nerd um, here. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, you got to be a shoe nerd to. Yes, exactly. Heather you have also, the kitty hokas on, yeah, and Heather, I also have them. And I Heather wish, has a pair as well. Yes, I wish I had worn them today. <laughs> You got the cool laces. I have. So I have the tri laces in. These are the speed laces because obviously over like a whatever 20 hour day, I really need to save five seconds in transition. So the speed laces are in. It's all about the mentality. (laughs) I'm actually reminded. So this was something that Arling Glick in the men's field talked about. His last 100 miler, which was in North Carolina this spring, he spent a total of 21 seconds in aid stations en route to a win. And I'm curious, have you thought at all about like your aid station strategy and how much time you either want to save there or do you want to really spend your time there, take care of yourself, you know, get wet if it's hot, change shoes, stuff like that? Oh my goodness. So again, coming from triathlon where 
I always had to make up time. I was always in a deficit. I would literally strive to win the transitions because that was for me, 30 seconds I could make up. That's a minute. And some races had come down to 10 seconds. So it's like, there was your race right there if I just had gotten my shoe on quicker. So um, I'm very aware of transition or I don't know what they're yeah. called, but <laughs> I don't like that phrase for this. Okay. Transition, transition, yeah. <laughs> Transitions. Um, so for me, yeah, I really try to, I'm, I'm, we're still kind of laying out what the, the aid nutrition looks like, what I'm grabbing, but to make sure that's dialed and to be in and out of those aid stations as quick as possible. I feel like I have to give a shout out to Pat Reagan, fellow Hoka runner. Yes. Okay. He, yes. um, before Havelina, I, I did a little like phone call with him consultation. He was one of the first people I met at a Hoka kind of brand conference and was the first time I kind of started following trail running where I was like, well, this is cool. Like, and Pat has always been amazing, like super supportive in tri side and now the running, but he made a comment to me of like, if you look at a, a race like Cavalina or a hundred mile race and how many aid stations are, there's four lap, you're doing five laps, it's 20 aid stations. If you take, do one minute in each one, that's 20 minutes. If you take two minutes at every one, that's 40 minutes. So that's the difference between like, whatever, a 16 hour day and a 1640. Mm -hmm. So when you think of it that way, it's very like, well, that's 40 minutes. So obviously you have to have to take time to get the aid you need, but I am very much like in and out. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think last year in the ladies race, 40 minutes was the difference between like second and seventh or eighth place. Okay. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that adds so up. I'll be, I'll be out there trying to, but obviously, yeah, taking care of myself, but I will be like speed yeah. laces, <laughs> speed laces are in <laughs> like the, the speed lace mentality. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I might hashtag that speed lace mentality. Yep. <laughs> I did interrupt Brett though. Uh, to the extent that you can disclose it, what are, what shoes are you wearing on race day? Oh yeah. So, um, well, that was partly why I wanted to get over this, check out the snow. Um, I'm pretty positive. I'm going to start in, I don't have them on the Hoka speed goats. Um, I feel like they're a little bit kind of lower to the ground for like maybe better feel in the snow and okay. the lugs are, are pretty good. Um, and they're a little bit less than I've talked to some of the other Hoka runners of what they're starting in, like the Mafates or mm -hmm some of these other options in my mind, those are a little bit more like solid or more material or heavier. And if they get wet or, um, I don't know. I also too haven't spent, drainage. yeah, spent too much time in them. So I don't want to switch. I've, I've run mm. in the speed goats a lot. So I think a little bit lower to the ground in the snow, uh, I'll start with those. It, mm. I'm trying to figure out like, cause I've also like been watching a lot of the past year videos and the aid stations, everything. And I'm like, I haven't seen anyone changing shoes in Robinson flat, but my plan is to change there because I've heard there's no snow after that. So I would maybe pull on the Tecton X, Ooh. uh, there, they're the new ones out that are yeah. a little bit cushier, but still trail. Mm -hmm. And I may or may not be pulling on the carbon rocket X twos at some point. I love that. Yes. I love that. We love the yes. rocket X two here. I'm, I'm a rocket X two fan. <laughs> they're so good. It's like free speed. I literally, I know I'm coming from a road. That's but... a good tagline. Free speed. <laughs> yeah. It's like hard for me not to pull them on. So it's just a matter of when, um, I don't know originally I thought it would be a lot later in the race. And then I've been messaging with Cole Watson, fellow Hoka runner. And I don't know if they're coming on earlier for him. I don't want to speak That's for him. That's Brett's athlete. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, Did I, you advise I, him not to or to? 
after, after after we stop recording, I, I'll give you the full. full okay, breakdown. I need it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, but I was like, okay. I mean, I already wanted to, so all I need is that one little person being like, "I'm gonna chew," and I'm like, "All right, they're going on." So, mm-hmm. um, if not there, then maybe like uh, that last, the one after the river. Oh, Green Gate. Um, yeah, yep. So somewhere in there, I'm I'm thinking those will go on, but <laughs> exciting. That's that's the hooker rundown. All the more reason to tune into the live stream. I know. I know. The transitions and the shoe changes. Get, get your Heather Jackson uh, shoe bingo cards ready. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to use that free speed tagline during our ad reads. Oh, and, like the, and the speed lace mentality. And the speed lace mentality. Yes. Yeah. So much good wow. stuff. Yeah, I think we need to have you on for a future Long Run Archives episode. Just That'd be amazing. How many great ideas have already come to existence on this one. Perfect. Yes, that'd be awesome. Are we ready to continue the tradition? Yes. The, <laughs> yeah, the single track HQ tradition. Dylan is going to supply us with the official watermelon of oh Western goodness. States. And Heather, you said that you had been listening to uh, you know, a lot of the content leading up, so I think you might already know what's going on. We'll see how much you've been practicing. But two things. We would love for you to draw your best uh, cougar. We'll give you 15 seconds. And then if you could sign it and... We're still figuring out what we're going to actually do with the official watermelon of Western States. It's going but, to the track. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to track. Going to track right? like, <laughs> we're thinking maybe like a golden hour, like warm, gross watermelon. Oh. Like, <laughs> we'll cut it open or something. I don't know. But yes. for now, we'll... Uh, I'll go by him. Yeah, we'll okay. And I'll begin the countdown. I know. I'm like... I to listeners I've listened been listening to all the single track podcasts the whole drive up from Tucson so I knew it was coming and yet I did not practice drawing so <laughs> I need to look at the cougar right, we're gonna give you 15 seconds in three two one go ten nine eight seven six five four three two one time's up let's see it let's show it it's to the fans the cougar. i did, did you, the signing wasn't in the time oh, okay we'll have you sign it i know yeah you know okay <laughs> let's show it off to i the, don't think it's le- legible but that's awesome we'll, we'll, oh we'll, it looks great we'll put up uh we'll put up more pictures on the single track instagram page i love the signature too yeah, it looks like it's kind of like actively like stalking. Um, uh, exactly. It's 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 in hunt mode. Uh, exactly. Uh, this cougar has. How do the, I change the camera here? Angle. Uh, my bottom face. right. Okay. Yeah, this one has the um, the speed lace mentality. Oh my gosh! Yeah, can I write that on there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speed lace mentality. Awesome. So <laughs> That's good. a thing he- now. Heather, I know we've said it before, but we're we're so grateful that you're here today. Thank you so much for sitting down with us and sharing your wisdom. I think just your entry into the sport uh, is so exciting, and we cannot wait for the imminent fireworks on race day. It's going to be so fun to follow your race. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me. I feel honored. 